Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as host of Nine's Inside Story and reporter Nine News, book reviewer Australian Women's Weekly, hip-hop, opera, plantagenets, negronis, absurdities, and sport. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words, in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Layla McKinnon. Hello. Thanks for having Hello, me. Hello, Layla. In social settings, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, in social settings, I just say, hi, I'm Layla, or I'm Layla McKinnon, nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that people, uh, you know, because you're on the television, they have a certain expectation of you? Um, oh, well, I've never very been very good at working out what people's expectations are, so I just don't think about it. I just can't help being myself, so I just go ahead and be it. How has that helped you, just being yourself? How has that helped you in your career? Uh, well, I think that people, when they watch TV, they know when you're real and when you're not. It's, it's sure. a pretty... Um, it's a pretty harsh medium for showing up all your little flaws, whether they're physical or um, it, whether it's your personality. So you, you're sort of magnified on the television. So I think mm. if you're real, people will forgive you for a lot of the dumb things that you say and do <laughs> because they can see that it's just you and you can't help it. Sure. What can't you tolerate? Um, what can't I tolerate? Um, I'm, I'm pretty tolerant. I'm mm. disgusted by people who spit in public. I really, really mm. don't like that. Uh, what other kinds of things? Um, uh, I, I really am annoyed by bad punctuation. I'm a, I sub everything that I do. I, I can't mm. walk past a misspelt notice on a notice board without correcting it so you know I'm just a bit of a pedant when it comes to that uh, but generally speaking I, I'm pretty tolerant I think. There should be more pedants in this world don't you think? <laughs> yeah I think so there's plenty at work I really feel at home in a newsroom because usually <laughs> I'm not the first person to correct something and usually there's a if somebody says is this even a word then there's another person writes underneath something else so we're all we're all alike there in the newsroom which is good i can only imagine the the levels of passive aggression that come to play yes. with you know lunchroom notice boards <laughs> exactly we don't let an uh, apostrophe that's out of place go unnoticed at channel 9 which is good are you an oxford comma kind of girl oxford comma well now you've got me i've been trying to sound smart and now i don't know what an oxford comma is Neither do I necessarily. I've just heard it mentioned. <laughs> well, there you go. You've, outre you've overreached yourself. You, know, you were hoping I'd explain it and I don't know either. So no, Oxford comma, I, I really don't know. I think it has something to do with using it in specific, specific circumstances. Uh -huh. well, we, well, we'll both go away and look something up after this podcast. If there's a lesson in this for all of us kids, <laughs> yeah. do your homework. <laughs> Where is the line between public and private for you? Um, I, yes, that's a good question. Um, generally speaking, I'm pretty open about myself. I'm a little bit more careful about what I 
do and say when it comes to my kids and my husband doesn't mm. like me to say or do anything about him at all so he's very <laughs> private so yeah but when it comes to me I'm pretty out there do you think that that comes from the nature of your professional background um partly and partly you know some people are oversharers and mm. and some people are very private um I've got a lot of oversharer in me I'm not as bad as, as some but um I'm I'm pretty happy to lay it all out there warts and all for people and and not worry too much about what other people think so um yeah you probably hear a bit more about me than you really wanted to know generally speaking what are you passionate about ah i'm passionate about reading i'm passionate about my children and um mm. the sort of support that i want to give them and how i want to raise them um passionate about family and and that role that that plays in my life whether it's my immediate family or my extended family um uh, all sorts of things you know I'm passionate about food and friends and enjoying life I know that it's short so I just want to embrace all the fun positive things in life and not sort of dwell on any big worries because uh, you know, in the work that I do, I see that tragedy and things can happen in your life in an instant. And, and, and you may as well not worry about all the little things in your life while things are going well. Absolutely. Has there been a time when the little things in life have gotten to you, have gotten under your skin? I think everybody does. Everyone lets things get them down or loses perspective from time to time. I wouldn't say that I had um, suffered from that very badly, but I've, I know when I was younger I used to um, worry a little bit more about things and so I'd just keep busy and, and have a lot on my plate so that I was too busy to, to dwell on things that I shouldn't, but I've sort of got better at sorting out those <laughs> what's important and what's not as I've got older. What challenges you? Um, oh, challenges me. I'm not a very physical person. Things like exercise, <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I find that very Preach challenging. Preach that, sister. And, yeah, I look like a very challenged person if I do go for a run or, or do anything <laughs> like that. Um, what other kinds of things? Um My son, my he's nearly three. He challenges me all the time with my patience because he <laughs> he's at a stage where if I want him to do one thing, he wants to do the opposite. And he, you know, just in the car coming home today from swimming, I played him. We're going on a bear hunt, which is his favourite song, and he yelled at me and yes. yelled at me and yelled at me. He didn't want to hear it, so I turned it off and played, put on the radio, and then he yelled at me that he did want to hear it. So I just turned up oh. the radio as loud as I could until it drowned him out because he's just <laughs> he's just trying to drive me crazy. Given look, you work in television, it's it's always there's some big egos there. Do you find that the patience that you're developing or learning or honing with your kids is tested or is 
easily handled in a newsroom oh, context. That's funny. I think that maybe years of working in television made me patient enough to have kids. <laughs> 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 no, I think that uh, there, there, there can be egos, there can be clashes, but I, I pretty much stay out of anything like that. Most, you know, 95% of people who work in television uh, are great and um, and I just sort of concentrate on that and, and do my job. So don't um, try not to gossip, try not to get involved in any of the um, little debates that might be going on around the place and um, just do my best at my job. Rightly or wrongly, as the boss's wife, do you think that you're cut out of some of the conversations? Oh, I don't know. Um Yes, I guess so. It's kind of something that I, I had no choice in and I can't change. Mm, so sure. I don't really think about it. Um, I've, the, I was quite fortunate that I've been at Channel 9 for 20 years now. So wow, I, Layla. Yeah, so I was there long before I met David. So most people knew me anyway. Well, yeah. you know, people who've been there that long um, before that. Um, but I don't that's really... That's a pretty exclusive club to be a part of. Let's be fair. In television, that's massive. Well, actually, at Channel 9, there are quite a lot of people who've been there 20, 30 and 40 years. Not so much the 40, but there are a few. But, mm. um, you know, whether it's editors or cameramen or on-air, you know, journalists and um, presenters, there's, there are a lot that have been there longer than me. Um, wow. So, but I can't believe it. Yes, I was 23 when I started at Channel 9. And now Gosh. that seems like a really young age to me. It didn't <laughs> at the time, but no, it's been fantastic. And, and I thank you for your candor, please. It wasn't to diminish, you know, your role as, a, as an intelligent woman. It was just that that you have a few different layers of context in a work setting. Yes, um, I think it's something that I, I, I don't really bother too much thinking about it. In the early days, I would get a bit of criticism in the newspaper as if that I shouldn't be in jobs that I was in. Um, mm. And, you know, that there's some kind of favours involved, but and that hurt. But sure. I just uh, used it to motivate me to just, you know, prove myself and um, show by doing good work that I deserve to be where I was. And one thing that I always thought was, well, viewers can tell for themselves. They know who's good and who's not and who they like and who they mm. don't. And some of them won't like me because, that, you know, not everybody's going to like you. So you just have to do your best. What sporting team are you most passionate about as your favourite? Oh, wow, this is controversial. Mm. I'd have to say, oh, I'm going to have to say, I can't choose because I've got the Roosters, <laughs> I've got Queensland, yes. and I've got the All Blacks. So mm. how can you make me choose between the three of them? That in itself is such a broad mix. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. <laughs> how do you support the Roosters and then Queensland in the state of origin and then the All Blacks? Well, when I I grew up in New Zealand, I moved to Queensland when I was 15, Mm. So I'm always an all-black fan. And, you know, once you reach a certain age in New Zealand, I don't know how old it is, two or three, and you're an all-blacks <laughs> fan. You can never give that up. So then I moved to Queensland, and I didn't know a lot about rugby league, but Queensland is so crazy about about state of origin that I got really involved in, in origin more than mm. the NRL or um, local teams. So, But then when I met David, he's such a passionate Roosters supporter that um, – 
I also got passionate about it because I met him just in the lead up. Um, well, I guess for the whole season of 2002 when the Roosters won the comp for the first time in, yeah. in years. So I, I got caught up in it and, you know, I knew Freddie Fittler and Luke Ricketson and Craig Wing and all those guys. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a very passionate rooster too. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a weird mix, <laughs> a bit of a mongrel. It sounds like you didn't have a lot of choice when it comes to NRL club teams. No, well, I didn't really follow the the club competition. You know, I was just dipped in and out for state of origin. I was a you know a, an amateur when it came to rugby league. But no, no, now I'm I'm now I'm really into the Roosters, which is fun. It's great. I love having a team. I love having a community, and uh, I really enjoy it. Is that something that you are keen for your kids? to be involved in at like junior league and those sorts of things? Yes, I hope that I want them to sort of try everything and then stick it something that they enjoy the most, you know, um, whatever they want to do. Um, I'd love to see them out doing sport. I want, especially my daughter, I want her to learn that your body's there for, um, you know, to to do physical exercise and to play mm. with your friends and it's not there to be judged as some kind of object. So I do think yeah. that sport's important, you know, especially for girls. Absolutely. It's only just hit me that given you follow Queensland in the origin and your husband, I would imagine, is a, a blue supporter. Yep. How testy does that get well, three nights a year? Yeah, well, usually he's on the losing side, so it's okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's worked out okay most years. Well, so far, at least in the modern game, right? Yes, exactly. As you said, you, you know, born in New Zealand, two or three, you, you're told you're an all-black supporter and that's it. What are your kids going to support? Well, uh, my brother is the most fanatical all-black supporter that um, that I know. I mean, I know there's plenty of fanatics, so I won't say in the world, but he has two children about the same age as mine and he's lost that battle already. So um, <laughs> I think that um, I'd, I'd, I'll be hoping that they're all black supporters, but, I, yeah, I have to say I'm preparing to lose that fight. Yeah, it comes with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah. What reality show would you love to star in? Oh, um, I think maybe The Amazing Race. Nice. It's the, sort of the only one that I'd be good at. I'd be terrible. <laughs> I mean, I might not be, but I'd be a chance. I'd be terrible at the block. I can't sing. I can't dance. Mm. I can't. I'm an okay cook, but not a good enough chef to be on any of those shows. Um, I'm not going to Dare be. I say a, it. I'm not going to be Australia's next top model. So um, <laughs> you're also too successful to be a real housewife. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, real housewives. Oh, it's just appalling. And the Bachelor. Oh, <laughs> it's oh. So no, the the Amazing Race. I always think when I'm with my cameraman, you know, um, particular ones. I worked with a cameraman in Los Angeles called Richard Moran, who won the Gold Walkley for his footage of the Canberra bushfires. Mm. You could tell us to do anything. If you said be in Timbuktu by tomorrow and find um, Fred Bloggs whose house burned down, we could do that. So I I kind of think The Amazing Race would be one that I'd have a slight chance at. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What for you is a source of strength? Um, A source of strength. 
I think definitely my husband. He's made me a lot happier and he's made me a better person and he's always there and understanding and um, supportive. So, yeah, I, I feel like I can do anything with him at my side. Do you mind if I ask how has he encouraged you to be a better person? Oh, just by example. He, he's incredible. The, he will go out of his way to, to help people, whether it's friends or colleagues or employees. It's, it's just so admirable. And even when he's watching on TV, if there's a story uh, about somebody, um, like a little autistic boy who wants to um, compete in dressage at the Special Olympics, uh, this, you know, this happened, but he wouldn't want me to tell anybody, but here I go. And he rang, you know, he rang up um, the network that he saw it on, um, which which wasn't Channel 9, and said, um, I'd like to, to give him the money anonymously. So just, and, you know, I hear these stories from people all the time. He hasn't even mm. told me that he does for people. And um, he's just got such a gener- generous heart and a generosity of spirit and, um that uh, he really inspires me. That's so great. How do you describe your experience of family? Oh, I've been so fortunate. I've got a wonderful mum and dad. I've got a gorgeous brother that I get on incredibly well with. Um, I've got a very close-knit extended family. I've got 25 cousins and we're all in touch all the time. Um, yeah, I've been really, really lucky and um, and I'm hoping to sort of replicate the same upbringing and um, closeness and family and sense of belonging in my own kids. What's the biggest story that you've broken yourself as a journalist? Ah, um, that I've worked on or that I've broken? Oh, I'm happy for you to give me either. Um, well, the one, that, one that I'm kind of most proud of and that really set me off on my career was when I was first working in Rockhampton when I was 21 for Wind Television. I used Mm. to go out to one of the Aboriginal communities quite often to do stories and um, made some great contacts with people there. And I found out through one of them that the council, instead of paying its workers in money, was paying them in alcohol and cigarettes And then I managed to get an interview with the mayor and I um, put all the story together and uh, I put it to to air and um, Channel 9 actually saw it and got their own reporter to to redo it for their news. So I was a bit annoyed about that because I really wanted to be. But, you know, I was young. I'd made good contacts. I'm, you know, I'd broken a story and that I'm, I'm still really proud of that to this day. So that's one that always stays with me. This, oh, you get to preside over a show that's full of incredible stories uh, in Inside Story. Uh, what do you find is the most engaging thing about being involved in that program? Well, I, I'm really proud of the show because it's evolved uh, and it's kind of um, been doing very well. Um, uh, how do I explain? I'm proud of it because we started off as uh, quite a tabloid crime show and mm. it's evolved into um, a, a more uplifting show about ordinary Australian stories and we've been fortunate that we've been allowed to do that because shows often don't get the chance to change 
on air. But we found that the shows that really worked with people were ones about ordinary Australians and how they had overcome Mm. the the tragedies um, such as the crimes. And so we broadened that out. So the best thing about the show is seeing stories of ordinary Australians. You know, we, we hear about celebrities all the time, but quite often ordinary Australians have done more remarkable things and, and overcome incredible tales of, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, some kind of physical hardship or emotional hardship. And I, I think that's great that, that there are ordinary people in small towns all over Australia who can inspire the rest of us. What one thing would you change about your life today? Uh, we both work pretty hard. Um, so I'd like to have more time um, and I'd like for David to have more time and I think that that's mm. something that we can work towards in the future. So, But other than that... Um, we're going all right. We're really lucky to have our two kids and um, we're just enjoying them. So I guess more more time to enjoy them would be great. Absolutely. What's your favourite takeaway food choice? Um, I like Mexican. Mm-hmm. What do you like? Look, I, I'm a fairly broad palate. <laughs> Thai and Indian are things that stand oh, out. yes. Indian. I haven't but- had Indian in a while. They tend to be something that I do in isolation because my wife doesn't like spicy food at all, uh, at all. So when I travel, they're on the agenda. Yeah, yeah. I don't think David's a big fan of the Mexican either, but I think, do you know what I like about it? The, I like the chili sauce and all of the melted cheese and the avocado. <laughs> and like if I'm going to have takeaway, I want it all just to be so wrong, mm. too, too calorie filled and um, delicious. Yeah. Calories are only there if you consider them. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're not not—they're not there if you eat something off someone else's plate either. That's exactly right. They ate the calories first. <laughs> yes. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Um, oh, what am I going to achieve? I've kind of – I used to have a sort of a yearly plan to achieve things and uh, I've kind of dropped off that a bit because my biggest achievements now will be – raising the kids happily through another year and, and teaching them. So so that's one. Um, and um, at work I've got a new season of Inside Story, another 16 episodes, so I'd really like that to kick on well and, and make Inside Story a permanent part of the schedule in the same sort of way that a current affair is. Mm. Wow. That, that's that's massive. Layla, look, thank you so much for sharing what you have with us today. Um, please know that you are highly valued and the things that you've shared are very special. Thank you very much. I bet you say that to everybody. I do, because it's true. <laughs> Great. Thank you. That's really lovely. Obviously, you're on Twitter. Are there any other social accounts you want to admit to? Uh, yes, I'm um, on Instagram, at Layla McKinnon, and that's about it. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Layla McKinnon is indeed human.